is Digital Marketer. Hello and welcome to the Digital Marketer Podcast. I'm your host, Jenna Snavely. Y'all, this one was so fun. I know you're going to hear it during the interview. Just a lot of laughing. I talked with Rico Glover. He's been a part of the digital marketer family for so long, longer than I've been here. And this interview was long overdue. So Rico is a certified partner. He's got a passion for training entrepreneurs and startups in digital marketing. He's the host of the Charlotte, North Carolina Startup Grind chapter, and he's been running it for the last couple of years. And he specializes in marketing for auto dealerships. What does Rico not do? <laughs> he does it all. Our conversation today centered around one key concept that kind of blew my mind. Everyone is a startup. If you want to understand more about what that means, keep on listening. Hey, DM listeners, did you know that you can generate leads from Instagram without using any landing pages or websites? If you're not sure what I'm talking about, Instagram actually allows businesses and influencers to set up automations to automatically capture leads through the Instagram inbox. So this means that you can generate leads for your business all using 100% automated Instagram messages. And the good news is our friends at Bot Builders can show you exactly how to do it. They're an industry leader, and these guys have landed some of the biggest clients in the world. So if you want to learn how to use Instagram automation to generate leads, go check out their free training at botwebinar.com. They'll show you exactly how it works. You'll see a live demo and also how you can start using their pre-built templates to start going after big clients yourself. Once again, that's botwebinar.com. Enjoy. Rico, hello. Welcome to the Digital Marketer Podcast. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I'm excited. I really am. This is like a dream come true. I've been running around the house all morning. My wife is looking at me like I'm crazy. <laughs> <laughs> running around the house to prepare, like vacuuming exactly. for me. <laughs> no, no, no. Just making sure sound quality is right, air conditioning yeah. is down, everything. So <laughs> Yeah, I'm that's awesome. Yeah. Earlier my neighbor was mowing and like hedging his lawn. I was like, not today. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah, Rico's here today. Well, I'm excited. You've, you're like a legend in the certified partner community. You've been around yeah. for so long. I remember like the first TNC, I think I got to meet you and I was just like, okay, this is a certified partner. Like these are the most important people <laughs> at DM, like act cool, Jenna. So yeah, I'm really excited to have you here and, and to hear that. all about your, your experience. Thank you. Thank you. Well, well actually, the DM team, you are, you guys are the most important people because without you guys, a lot of us wouldn't have, wouldn't be where we're at right now. So I have to say that. So, and I know a lot of times the people in the, like my wife's a background person, doesn't get the respect. So I appreciate you and the backup team and the folks in the background. So I appreciate you. Thank you. I'm doing my best to just take the compliment. <laughs> just take it. I'm like, no. <laughs> no, you are. But thank you. That means, that means a lot. Yeah. Thanks, Rico. Well, let's like just kind of dig into kind of who you are, you know, for the listener at home, just a brief overview of like what you do now and who you are. Okay. Well, to back up a little bit, I actually got involved with DM and the DM training when I actually, you may not know the story. I actually got fired. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got fired. So I was working at a car dealership and I was building my own websites and doing my own branding and things of that nature. And this was about maybe 
10 eight, nine, 10 years ago or so. And I really started learning the stuff and was pulled into the office by my then internet manager and then also some of the higher ups. And they told me, Rico, your stuff is posting higher than our stuff on the dealership. Now, the kind of flashback years ago, car dealerships didn't even want their salespeople online. They would mm. block the computers. So long story short, I got fired. They actually, before they fired me, they asked me to sell back my domains that I had created for my own personal branding to sell cars and everything went downhill. So while I was, I, I call it ghetto retired, meaning fired, <laughs> and, I, and I was getting my unemployment check, yeah. I saw something come across the screen. I think it may have been an email or something. I don't even remember what it was. I know it cost me seven bucks from DM. And that was the, the first hit that I got a DM. So long story short, while I was unemployed, I actually started digging more into DM products and went to one of their events, their number one book club system event, a small event. This is when they had their own That's a while logo. Ago. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> this tells you how long it's been. So this is the old logo, the logo that Ryan said was not really their logo they found out about. So, so that was back then. So from that, I started learning DM and learning digital marketing and learning social and things of that nature. That's why I say it's your team that actually has helped me. So I always say, tell folks, I went from being fired to six figures. And it was wow. all because of DM, all because of DM. If nothing else, it was the main thing of what we're going to talk about with Startup Grind was the community. Like folks like Damien, I remember going to an event and Damien, we were in California, I think for a TNC. Mm-hmm. And just being straightforward and you know him, just being straightforward the way he is. This was maybe four or five years ago. Uh, he pulled me to the side and said, Rico, see all the stuff that you're doing. So um, what exactly are you going to do with it? Mm-hmm. And I looked at him and I was like, what do you mean? He said, I see you're talking a lot of stuff, but how about what are you going to do with that stuff? And it's that type of knit community because everyone can't tell you that. Mm-hmm. Someone that just that's not an entrepreneur, someone that's not that hasn't paid the price that you paid, couldn't tell you that. But because I knew that Damien and the rest of the guys and gals certified partners were folks that I saw what they were doing and I could take that it hurt, but I could take it. And it's that old thing that the people that you surround are the folks that are actually going to control your destiny. The Mm. books you read and the people you hang around are going to control your destiny. So that was the real big thing with DM and just being an entrepreneur, having the opportunity to have somebody to talk to and kind of back up. And just that's what got me excited. So I always say I went and I tell Ryan this all the time. I went from fire to six figures, from a single wide to six figures. And I, I thank you guys all the time for that. So that's my background and I'm sticking to it. I'm still in the car <laughs> industry. And, and it's a funny story because everything always comes back around. About mm-hmm. maybe five, six years ago, the general manager of the dealership that I worked for, I was at an event and I was speaking at my local town. And the first thing he did when he came and he walked up to me, he said, this is, and this, I, this was mind blowing. He said, well, I guess you knew what you were talking about. Wow. <laughs> I mean, that's like, that's a pretty woman moment. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Big mistake. Exactly. That's so awesome. You were exactly. ahead of your time. I just I always ask for wisdom and insight. That's all I tell anybody to do. Just, just ask for wisdom and insight. And if you look for it, it's there. It's always there. The teachers are there. The answer is there. You just have to ask for it. And sometimes it hurts to, to find the answer, but 
the answer is always there. And um, mm-hmm. that's when you ask me about Startup Grind, what exactly is Startup Grind? The reason why I got excited about Startup Grind, once again, another DM event. My, I went to, I think it was TNC. I believe it was TNC. And there was a young lady there and she did a presentation. And I don't remember any other, the truth be known, I don't remember which TNC it was. I don't remember any other speakers. All I remember was her saying Startup Grind and the entrepreneurs and the community and how it started. And I actually started researching it while I was there. Hmm. It took a little bit of time for me to get my first chapter, which was in my old hometown of Fedville, North Carolina. So I got the Fedville chapter. And then when I moved to Charlotte, I'm currently in Charlotte, North Carolina. Someone was already in charge of that one, but an opportunity came about and I'm now the host chapter almost a year and a half right before COVID really hit. And so I'm excited about that uh, to actually be a part of that. And Startup Ground for uh, people that may not know what it is, it's the world's largest group of entrepreneurs. It was started by some folks that were basically in a co-working space in um, Silicon Valley. And once again, community, they know mm-hmm. that, hey, look, they were working together and see each other. And after a while, they were like, well, hey, how about if we put events together? So they did that. And it has grown to be, I think it's in over 600 places from, I mean, we've got chapter hosts in Africa and Brazil, wow. all over the world. So it's the largest group of entrepreneurs around. And one thing that now, timing is everything. And I'll tell anybody that timing is everything. And now every person, person, and every business is a startup. Hmm. Yeah. Wow. Every one of them. And there was a, and the reason why I say that is that right now they've always, it's not predicted, it's happening. There's going to be the largest transfer of wealth in history. I'm not talking about in 10 years or 20 years. I'm talking about the largest transfer of wealth in history is now already started. And that started with the baby boomers. With the baby boomers getting older, which was one of the largest populations, and they accumulated all that wealth. I think the last age baby boomers born 1964, if I'm not mistaken. But those folks built up $30 trillion of wealth. $30 trillion. (laughs) So what's happening now is those baby boomers are retiring and they're also passing away. And I know that for a fact with two of my, with both of my parents, I'm no longer here. So that money that those baby boomers that were born, that learned to to save and penny pinch and go to school and work hard and buy the house and keep the, that wealth now is being transferred to a whole nother generation. Now, the crazy Mm -hmm. part about it, this generation is not the same generation that the baby boomers. (laughs) Their (laughs) ideals, their wants, their wishes are not like that. But if you are a, I kind of say the student of money and the student of money transfer, if you look at the baby boomers and there's a great video, it's called the uh, Brilliant Compensation. I saw Mm -hmm. this when I was maybe 19 or 20. It was based upon network marketing, but the facts and the figures are true. There's a guy by the name of Tim Sales, and he said, if you want to find out where the wealth is, all you have to do is follow the baby boomers. And he started off with the company Gerber. And when Gerber first started, it wasn't a big company. But when the baby boomers were born, because there was so many of them, shoes became a multi-million and billion dollar business. 
So that was the first start of the baby boomers. Then you start going on before the baby boomers. Most moms cooked at home and things of that nature. But because there was so many of them, baby food became popular. So companies like that, you keep going on. When they got to be teenagers, fast food restaurants, because there were so many of them, cars, when you're talking about muscle cars and things of that nature, it's because so many males, baby boomers were around that the muscle cars and the real thing. You go fast forward, houses, the housing boom was from the baby boomers. Now, the reason why I'm saying that is that now you see with the baby boomers passing away, their kids, like my brother, has, he's had one job in his life. That's all mm-hmm. he's had. And he's owned his business the whole time. His, wow. most of his friends own businesses. Now, what's they got to do? Well, startups are the kids now, not, I don't want to say kids, I'm 47, so that's what I think. <laughs> Younger folks and people my age are more apt to start a business or have a side business mm. or do the gig economy, which is they may, have a bit, they may have a job, but then they have a little side business where they're doing graphics or things of that nature. Nice. So this big pool of people are looking not only to own their own business, but they're looking to find other entrepreneurs just to basically say, hey, look, you're one of me. So the big push, I'll tell anyone from now until whenever, the next maybe 30 or 40 years ago, 30, 40 years, will be people that are looking to get certified, like digital marketers, yeah. that are looking to become certified to change their positions, change their jobs, or start a side hustle, or start a business. So that's what really got me excited about Startup Grind, because once again, it's just me being the hub, not being the key, but the hub of building or bringing other folks together that are interested in entrepreneurship. It's a huge business, a huge business. Yeah. Well, and it, it puts it so such in such a better perspective when you say every person is a startup, because, mm-hmm. you know, what I immediately think is like, the definition of a startup is to me is like these unicorns that mm-hmm. get funded with millions of dollars mm-hmm. and it's just injected into the business and they're backed by crazy famous investors and stuff like that. I think the kind of democratization of, you know, the internet and business paired with exactly what you're talking about that. And I'd never even thought of that before. That's an incredible insight about that transfer of wealth that, I mean, that's just people are poised to, to businesses are and small businesses are just going to be popping up out of the ground, like flowers. Yes. I got a a friend of mine, uh, Roberto Blake and Roberto Blake is a big YouTube star. As a matter of fact, I just sent him and Roberto, I'm putting your name on here. So you make sure you do a startup yeah, grind with me. But Roberto actually is a YouTuber, huge YouTuber, like you said. And he works basically from his home. And then you look at someone like Mr. Beast. And I know you've probably heard of Mr. Beast. Mm-hmm. Mr. Beast, the YouTube star. Now, the reason why I'm saying that is because this a business, the whole idea of business is now completely different. My wife, who has a master's degree in education, she's a teacher, 16 years, and we talk about this all the time, how the educational system is messed up, completely messed up. It's it's old school, it's it's not working. You got people that have degrees that don't even work in and spent money 
Yeah. And so I look at it from a business standpoint. I said, and my sister who has graduated from UNC Chapel Hill, um, Emory has two law degrees. Uh, wow. <laughs> so, and I, and we, sometimes we get it, get into it a little bit. Cause I'm like, you do understand that's a business. They, you pay to get a product and then they're out the picture. No refunds though. Mm-hmm. And the thing that I tell folks is that, like, for example, I'm going back to Mr. Beast. I was just watching um, a video on that from Noah, Noah Kagan down in Austin, Texas. Mr. Beast, who's like 20, he may be 25 now. He has makes and Noah broke it down by, by how much money he guesstimates he makes. Young guy, 25, on YouTube, his business does about $973 million a year. $973 million a year from YouTube, from the branding, from the branding of yeah. his YouTube to break it down even smaller. Cause some people are like, Oh, that can't be real. He came out with a Mr. Beast burger. And this is how everyone, this is why I say everyone is an entrepreneur. Everyone is a startup. The only thing he did is he built his brand on YouTube, Instagram, and his other social media. Then when he said he did a video, he's real well known for doing a lot of YouTube videos. When he said, hey, look, I got a Mr. Mr. Beast burger. I want you to download my app. His app became the number one downloaded app. I think they did like one million downloads. Now, the crazy part about it and in businesses, I don't care if you're old school, new school, middle school, don't matter what it is, business. So what he did was he opened up automatically that day one, 300 Mr. Beast hamburger shops. Now to break that down a little bit, Shake Shack has less than that. Now how did he do that? Well with this thing right here, (laughs) a phone, people were able to download the app. Because of folks like I mentioned, the baby boomers kids who are used to using Uber, who are used to Mm -hmm. using apps, they're used to that. When I was growing up, putting your information, your credit card information was a no-no. Now you got everything on there, your phone. So when he down, when people downloaded that app, he worked with another company that actually connected with local restaurants. This is why I'm saying getting the part about every business needs to be a startup. So these were already established restaurants, already established restaurants. Some of them probably been around for years, but they connected with them and they said, hey, look, we got this guy. He's going to advertise his burgers. What I want you to do is when you have time, this is the recipe of the burger. When we order, when they order the burger, we're going to have Uber Eats. We're going to have Hub Grub. All of them come pick up the burgers. The only thing we need you to do is make the burger and you get a percentage of that. That business right now is making millions of dollars a month. He hasn't opened one per se burger operation, but it is making millions of dollars a month. So that's where you talk about the new startup. Because some places, some old restaurants that say we may have the best burgers in town are not making millions of dollars a month. Mm-hmm. But because of this new idea of, of understanding, hey, look, I've got to start thinking differently. Just recently in my area in Charlotte, North Carolina, we had two restaurants. And this is why I bring up Mr. Beast. We had two restaurants that have been around for 40 plus years. Everyone that's in Charlotte knows these places. One closed about a month ago. And the other one closed about two weeks ago. They, one of them, I know for a fact, did not take credit cards, but had lines out the door of people. If that 
location would have understood, hey, look, I understand I got the best food in town and people come, but people are buying differently. They're actually living differently. Every person, every business needs to think like they are a startup. So that's mm. why, once again, and with the community, with the, the startup ground, we meet up. That's one of the key things um, that we're, I'm starting back live. Now what I've been doing is the virtual. Well, I'll bring on a guest and then we'll talk about something. I just recently had Darby Rollins, who's a genius. This guy wrote a book using AI <laughs> and he put it on Amazon. It became the number one most released book on Amazon. And That's he wrote crazy. it with AI. Yes. <laughs> so, <laughs> yes. And it's crazy because I used the tool and the thing start. and I told Roll, I did this in one of the uh, Facebook posts. I put the mode because you can put excited mode or something. I put the mode as Ryan Dice. So it was like talking like it was Ryan Dice. And it's crazy <laughs> because I could, when I read it, I was like, this is something that Ryan would actually say because it, yeah. it reads the internet. And then kind of puts it in that voice. So That's once again, it, this is where everything is going. Every business needs to think like, hey, I'm day one. I don't care if I've been in business for five years or 50 years. I'm day one. And I need to learn the new things that are out there. Hey, Ryan Dice here. You know, it's been a while since I've run the day-to-day -day for Digital Marketer, the company that Roland and I are partners in. Fortunately, we have a great team and great partners who help us with all that nitty-gritty stuff now. But the one thing that we focused on while I was there and the one thing the team still focuses on to this day is optimizing everything. I'm talking testing everything from the sales copy to the color of the checkout button. Testing like this can have a huge impact on your bottom line, but the truth is it takes a lot of time and a lot of resources. And half the time, we were just throwing stuff against the wall just to kind of see what stuck. But the good news is you don't have to figure everything out on your own anymore. And that's because our friends at Conversion Fanatics have optimized hundreds of sites in all types of industries from small startups to Fortune 500s. And now they can handle all your testing and optimization for you too. So if you feel stuck when it comes to optimizing your website, go and visit conversionfanatics.com and they'll give you a list of custom suggestions to optimize your site 100% free. Once again, you can find them at conversionfanatics.com. Wow. My mind is so blown in so many ways, but especially just... I, I had actually not heard about, I know who Mr. Beast is. Mm -hmm. I had not heard about the burger thing. Number one, I kind of want to try the burger. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what it is. I'm like, I have to try it. But number two, like, it's insane because when you think, I want to I wanna open a restaurant. I want to do mm -hmm. something. Like, I want to serve special food. It's like, he just leveraged assets that already exist and connected them together. And it was for profit for everyone. Exactly. So it benefits everyone. It's exactly. so genius. This, I mean, okay. So it's clear to me that like, this is what startup grind is about. And mm -hmm. this is like, this is what getting together with a room of entrepreneurs mm -hmm. is supposed to do. So what is it like building that community? And especially you had to just do virtual. So what, what was that process for growing that chapter, for growing 
these people who, how do you make sure you get the smart people in the room that, you know, think like this? Well, the one key thing is just finding folks that, like you said, that, that have done, that they've done something mm-hmm. and not just talked about it. Mm-hmm. So what I try to aim for and what I've been able to get is find local people or even national people that are doing things that are useful right now, like a Darby who can help with copywriting. And before that, I had Corey Mosley, who's a um, consult, business consultant mm-hmm. who goes around and teaches businesses. So those folks, people that are, and you already know this, working with a community like a digital marketer, people that are have knowledge and have done it don't mind sharing it. Right. They really don't. Because reason being is, like uh, one of the other DM um, members said, hey, if you're the smartest person in the room, then you got a problem. So what you want to do is you want to share what you've got because then somebody else, and, and James Altucher said this, another guy I met at a TNC event. James Altucher in one of his books calls it, um, and I, hate, I, I hope I can say this, it's not bad, but he calls it idea sex, where you take two ideas and you combine them together and it becomes a great idea. It's peanut and butter and chocolate. That's it. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. That's it. So when you get around other people, it is amazing how that one little, you'll say one thing or you'll be watching a virtual and then you get another idea. So since COVID, I've had to do the uh, virtual thing, but now really getting, I'm, I'm meeting with a lot of local people and then maybe have some folks fly out to actually just that community that one-on-one, that eye-to-eye contacting, passing out business cards and being able to, to meet that person that may be your next partner. You never know. Mm-hmm. So it's been virtual and mainly just promoting it through Facebook ads, through Instagram, LinkedIn, and then email. We have an email blast. When I inherited this chapter, we had over 700 people there automatically. And then because of our program they have with Startup Grind, it automatically goes to meetup.com. So if someone is interested in a certain industry or field, when I put in the event, those people can see that on the meetup.com as well. Okay. Yeah, that makes it a lot easier. And I think what's really interesting, you know, about the idea of virtual and then kind of hybrid and in-person is like, even though we all had to be virtual for a year, and even though it kind of felt like, okay, we're all moving to virtual, everything's going to be virtual now. There there is a part of like just the best experience mm-hmm. is both. And, and I feel like the Mr. Beast thing totally like encapsulates that because it's like this virtual experience of, you know, this brand and this, mm-hmm. who this person is and ordering even on Uber Eats, but then it's a physical experience because it's local. Yes. And it, I mean, you're still eating. I mean, yeah. No one wants a virtual burger. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. They buy one of those little things on those games where they buy the virtual um, like things on games. So I don't know. Maybe. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) Who's to say? Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. So we're kind of getting to, you know, the end of our time. So before I ask you, like, our final question, what are some just general, like, you're, you're hosting an event, you're hosting some kind of meetup, you're hosting some kind of mastermind or something how do you get the word out just some general local event marketing tips my my go-to has always been facebook 
I'm leaning more towards other things. I'm getting more heavy. I'm getting heavier in email because mm-hmm. uh, Facebook with Facebook, you can't control it. But with emails, you can, as long as you build up a database, you can always control it. That's your own media. Learn that from TNC. So that, and then just, just Facebook groups as well. I'm in mm-hmm. several Facebook groups and that helps out because part of a organization called the BBOC, which is in Charlotte, is called the Black Business Owners of Charlotte. So getting more into niches like that, they're one of the largest organizations in the Charlotte area. As a matter of fact, they do a event called the Charlotte Week-Long Event, Restaurant Week. That's what it's called. Oh, and cool. it became so big that the mayor actually basically gave them a whole week. And then they do a food truck Friday. So just getting that, and it's entrepreneurs. So just getting, finding those communities where people are in those communities and they want to find other people that are like-minded. So Facebook groups, uh, Facebook ads, uh, LinkedIn, I'm starting to do a lot more LinkedIn, LinkedIn, and the email blast just to get the word out there and the meetup.coms. Mm-hmm. I know you, you've done a lot of speaking with like the local chamber of commerce and you've done a lot of events like that. Is that all connected with the other organizations or is that separate? It's separate, but it's the same. And what I mean by that, glad you mentioned that. And this is a great opportunity because I'm now being approached by just recently a local college, not a local college, but a college to do some training as well on digital marketing and social media because a lot of their students are asking for that. So that's how I actually started doing that at my local chamber back in Fedfield. I just basically did a presentation and said, hey, look, I know digital marketing. I know social media. How about I just say, hey, we come get together and we throw it out to the community and see what happens. And every, nearly every one of the, the trainings that I did was filled out in that capacity. So That's that awesome. helped out because I got my flow and I really I saw the, the test and the test was people really want to know this stuff. So mm-hmm. that it, they were separate, but they were the same because basically the same. I say the same, ask my wife, I say the same thing all the time. <laughs> All I talk about is digital marketing, social media marketing. She's like, Rico, go, go sit down, please. Um, <laughs> so that's why I love Startup Grind, because I can talk to other folks that love right, to hear about yeah. it. <laughs> that's so funny. Has your wife thought about not teaching anymore? She actually, and this is, and we were just talking about this, she actually wants to start her own school. That's her goal and her dream. That's really cool. Her, that's thinking big. Yeah. And her, I want, I have to talk in business terms, but her niche is young teenagers, mainly mm-hmm. female teenagers, open to everybody, but young teenagers. So I've been trying my best to get her to start an online school. And we talk about this all the time, but she's, I think I'm breaking her down. <laughs> I think I'm breaking her down. So because with the pandemic that just happened, they had to do virtual. Yeah, And I'm talking about, she was blowing my mind with the presentation she was on because she would, they would have to do the day before the whole online presentation. She's on Canva and everything else. And I was like, do you understand that there's people that are making 10, 20, $30,000 a month doing half of what you're doing? Yeah. So her thing is education. My thing is the new education of teaching. I, I just spoke to her about this and I said, the school systems, if I had a young kid who was between the ages of six and maybe 15, if a school said, 
our extra or one of our courses is on digital marketing, YouTube, social media. I would put them in that school in a heartbeat. Mm-hmm. But you don't see that. Yeah. And now that I say that, someone may come up with one, but you don't see that. You <laughs> see curriculums, and nothing's wrong with art, and because I'm maybe because I'm not an artist, but YouTube, social media, digital marketing is not going away. And for you to have kids, and you're not teaching them the things that are making money, and that can help other businesses, it's just let me get off my soapbox. But, uh, <laughs> it's a, it's a good soapbox. I know there are people nodding their heads. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, Rico, I have one final question before I ask it. Where can people reach out to you? Where can they find out more about you? Where can they buy something from you? Awesome. Well, actually, you can go LinkedIn. And then my name is real easy. It's Rico, R-I-C-O, Glover, G-L-O-V-E-R.com. And you can find me on there. You can connect with me on there. The website that actually goes to my Charlotte startup grind is called therestartup.com. So that's therestartup.com. And you can go on there and you can see our local chapter. What I'm getting ready to do is I'm really focused on, on more training and getting folks in to digital marketing, social media. I've got an event coming up in Oklahoma in August. So anyone that connects with me on there, they'll actually be able to, to see that, that information. But I want to make digital marketing, not make because it's already here, but I want to just increase the amount of folks that are trained to do digital marketing and social media. So I've got some, some events coming up pretty soon. Oklahoma first in August and then a couple other events in the next couple of months or so. But those are the places where you can find me. You should do a world tour. <laughs> I, I want to. <laughs> I don't know. I've gotten used to being at home. It's crazy that this with the pandemic. I want to. It's crazy. I had an event I had to go to, and then I, I told my wife the night before because I hadn't traveled in almost two years outside of my area. And I looked at her and I said, "I'm kind of scared. I haven't traveled in almost two years." Yeah. So everybody's getting back to the swing. So I'm excited. Yeah, I went into the office just to like work a little bit. We're not, we're not in the office anymore, but I was like, it'll be a nice change. And I was like, man, I wish I could like go lay on my couch for five minutes as a break. <laughs> I can't exactly. do that here. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> That's too funny. Yeah. That's my other story. I will, I'll tell you later on, but I actually, maybe about 20 years ago, I had a position. Well, I might as well tell you, I know this probably will get cut out, but I had a job working from home about 20 years ago, mm-hmm. and I got fired from that job. Now, I don't get fired from a lot of jobs, so I don't want to make that. I'm just telling you the bet. But the thing was, I would have every every hope and pressure that I was getting ready to leave the house, and I would sit down for a second just to watch something on TV. Uh, <laughs> and then, you know, after you watch, you got to get some breakfast. Yeah. And, and then you have to, if it's good breakfast, you just got to lay down for just a it second and a let bit. it digest. Yeah. <laughs> so by the time I looked up, it was 3.30 and then you said, well, man, the day is gone. Let me just try this again tomorrow. Yeah, I'll do it tomorrow. <laughs> oh, that is hilarious. So, 20 years ago. See, it's, it was never, it was never, yeah, going to be <laughs> anything more than what it is. Exactly. Yeah. Rico, my final question for you mm-hmm. is... If you could go back in time, that, that fired to six figures, if you could go back in time and talk to the fired 
Rico, knowing what you know now, all the wisdom you have, what would you tell him and why? I've thought about this before. It's funny you asked that. I just thought about this maybe a week ago. I wouldn't tell him anything. It was the journey. Yes. Journey. (laughs) I love that. That's actually my answer too. Yeah. Just like look at at me. (laughs) Nothing's bad ever happened to me. Mm. It's all it's all shaped me. Nothing bad. Nothing bad. Mm. I look back and it's it's made it strong. When you work out in the gym, if you go in there and you lift the same weights, you'll never progress. It's only Mm. when you have that pressure put on you. And you, 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 you stretch yourself. That's when you, you take it to the next level. It's, it's hurt now. Let me, I'm not going to lie about it. It, it hurt. Like <laughs> I saw the Mike Tyson special not too long ago and they asked him the same question. He said, well, what would you tell that young Mike Tyson, 20 year old Mike Tyson? And Mike looked in the camera and told him, he said, it's going to hurt. He wow. said, it's going to hurt. But once again, it's no labor, no baby, <laughs> no labor, pains, <laughs> no baby. Show yeah. me the baby. Don't tell me about the labor pains. <laughs> <laughs> Rico, this is absolutely awesome. Thank you so much for Thank you. coming on today. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Well, for those of you listening, you got to the end. It means so much to have a little bit of your day each week. And we'll see you same time, same place next week. Goodbye. Hey, DM listeners, if you're running a Black Friday or Cyber Monday special, listen up, because Digital Marketer just released our Canva holiday promo pack. It includes almost 200 templates that you can use to make the graphics for all your upcoming holiday specials and three unique design themes for each holiday. The promo pack is usually $27, but you can get it today for free. Check the show notes for the link to download, or you can go directly to digitalmarketer.com forward slash LP forward slash holiday templates. That's digitalmarketer.com forward slash LP forward slash holiday templates.